We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Feel like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Daymore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. Again, coming at you Wednesday evening, June 29th, right in the thick of free agency for the Wolves. Taking a little detour to uh, do some film reviews of the Wolves' uh, two first-round draft picks. We did Walker Kessler uh, in a film review on the previous episode. Today's episode will be on Wendell Moore Jr. On this episode, I'm again joined by Will DeBerg to do uh, another film review on the last episode will uh, we went through walker kessler's film we asked the questions of what we think kessler will be able to do in the nba right away what we think we what we think he won't be able to do and what he might be able to do we're gonna do the same thing uh with wendell moore jr from duke and i'm gonna start with this question for you did you did you feel like answering those questions about more what he can do what he can't do what he might be able to do do you feel like that was easier or harder to answer than it was with Kessler. A lot harder. <clears throat> harder. <laughs> yeah, because I don't like I would have to think about that like for for all three of those. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's probably a good thing because I struggle with maybe. What, maybe. But okay, what what do you what don't you think he'll be able well, to let do? Let me just let me just yeah. start with this. Like I find myself watching the Wendell Moore Jr. film and I go like this. Ooh, switchability. Ooh, playmaking. Ooh, 40%. And then I kind of package it all together. And I do have, I I want Wendell Moore Jr. to be good because I just like that type of like wing role player. But I have this fear with him that he is not good enough at any specific thing that it could potentially set up this situation where it's like, okay, not quite athletic enough to be able to guard, not quite athletic enough to be able to get to the rim. Maybe not quite good enough of a shooter to be able to be relied upon there. And I know that's kind of like looking at every one of them glass half empty. That leads me to have some concern about what more could be. But then I also look at it. I'm like, there's a lot of boxes like sort of checked here with, right. with Wendell Moore. And so what, what I have down for what he will be able to do is, impact both sides of the ball. Um, will he be able to impact it at a really high level? I don't know, but I, I feel confident about his ability to be able to like fluidly switch on the perimeter, guard different sized guards and wings, 
And then also on the offensive end, you know, be able to spot up, but also be able to play make a little bit. I mean, those aren't like really strong votes of confidence, but I do think you'll watch Wendell Moore Jr. play in summer league. And when he gets in for the wolves being like, yeah, this is a guy who has some impact on both sides of the ball. I feel, I feel confident about that. Yeah. I, I really like this pick actually. And I think I get the concerns about what does he do really well, but then the, I'm gonna, the glass half full is what, what does he do? That's not good. Totally. So, and I, I guess if I were to, to piggyback off your concerns, it's yeah, you could make the argument that's like, there's probably a lot of guys like that who are six, four, six, five solid at everything. Not, but at the same time, like Duke, the team that he was on was, I mean, it was one of the best Duke teams ever. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like the guy. I mean, he wasn't their best player. Obviously there was guys drafted higher than him, but he was I watched, important. I watched a lot of Duke games. He was kind of like maybe their most important player in a weird way especially defensively. So I don't know, man. I, I, I actually thought going into the draft that he might be one of those guys. That's like a sneaky, like top 17 or 18 pick. And mm. you know, people are kind of surprised, but then you sort of dig deeper into it. Um, I'll say this like mechanically to go from 19 and 40 to wind up at 22 and 26. Yeah. As well. I love that. Yeah. Um, because I do think both Walker Kessler and Wendell Moore Jr. would have been reasonable picks to just take at 19 there. I, I I think they were in that mix, particularly if you are the Wolves and you're more so looking for just role players. Yeah. Like, I think those would have both been, been fine picks. I kind of like how you have both of them, which if one doesn't work and the other does, it's kind of kind of like Bomaro and McDaniels. Like it feels like a win. It feels like a big win, right? Because it's a, a late first round pick, and and I kind of came in hot there with like some questions about more, but I, I'm I'm really excited about him too. I, I'm I'm watching him at summer league is going to have a big influence, I think, for me on what I think he will be able to do at the NBA level. Because I'm curious what your perspective is on this too. I can't really figure out what I think of him as an athlete and at, you know, six, five or whatever, like it's going to be important that he's not a, he's going to have to be at least like a decent athlete to be able to, to guard and to get by guys in, in the league. That That's probably my biggest concern too, is like his speed and explosiveness and quickness. But at the same time, he's got a seven foot wingspan yep. and he seems like he's super like strong and like thick, not thick, but like, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't get pushed off the ball. Mm-hmm. He holds his ground like defensively, especially. So, yeah, he's he makes up for like the lack of explosiveness in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I don't know. I think he's he's smart. He's tough. He's he knows how to play. Like, I just think he's. He feels like a guy that could be could have a really high floor. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. Um, I did my with him my little size comps. Can't thing. believe we did not do that with Yeah, Kessler. well, it was just with what <laughs> with Walker Kessler, it was just gigantic players like he's like <laughs> Steven Adams or whatever. <laughs> um, but Wendell Moore Jr. is he's measured six foot four without shoes at the combine, six foot four and a quarter. So that's kind of what in the NBA we typically think of as a six six guy. So that's not 
small to play the two or even the three. Um, like you said, over a seven foot wingspan, seven foot and half inch there and 217 pounds. Like that's, that's solid strength. Um, and the other guys who, who came up that have not exactly those measurements, but I found that were close. Moses Moody, uh, Nasir Little, Joshua Kogi, Shake Milton, Malcolm Brogton, Denzel Valentine, Jalen Brown, Trevion Graham, Justice Winslow, and Shabazz Muhammad. So that is a whole weird list of a, players who play a lot of different ways, right? And in theory, he is kind of in that, Wendell Moore is in this mix of like, you're going to be in a wing, a wing in the league. What type of wing are mm-hmm. we gonna are we gonna make you be? And I'm I'm curious to see with the athleticism and that size if I after watching summer league preseason if I feel comfortable that he can guard threes because I think yeah. if he can do that that opens up a lot more and he's not just guarding you know ones and twos. Um, I think now he's more switchable across more positions, and it would just be nice to be like, all right. Wendell, you guard Paul George, Ant, like, yeah, you don't, and and use your energy on offense. But I really, I'm really stuck because I, from watching on film, I can't tell how good of or bad of an athlete Wendell Morris. It's that's the hardest part to tell, especially considering like some of the other athletes on that team. You know what I mean? Like there are some pretty big time athletes on that Duke team. But like, again, I go back to the fact that he was by far their best perimeter defender at Duke. He's, he clearly cares about defense. He like he seems like he likes to play defense. Right. He's got a seven foot wingspan. He's going to, you know, he's strong. So like, I don't know. I, I would take my chances on him being a, a solid, even though he's not the quickest guy or mo- jump mm-hmm. the highest, you know, I would take my chances on him being, but just that's a solid- what's weird about him is it's like, really slow first step, but then kind of gets some nice burst going to the yeah. rim. And then sometimes, you know, finishes really strong, whether it's, you know, through contact or just a dunk, like that whole seat, like there's 50 clips of this, of him on the perimeter where he like kind of fools a guy to get a first step on him. The guy seems to catch up a little bit, but then more like kind of turbo boosts himself with speed and strength to be able to go finish. Changes speeds. Well, yeah. deceptively quick. Like he's, yeah. So maybe that's just, maybe, maybe it isn't a lack of athleticism. Maybe it is strategic to, because that's part of the game too, is you don't want to be 100 all the time, like going as fast and as hard as you possibly can, because you do want to be able to mix it up to, to, to fool the defense. I just, again, I'm, I'm just going through watching clips. I know you watched way more full games of Duke over the course of the year. So I don't, that's why I say like, I need to, I need to watch him more before I really feel confident of being like, oh yeah, this is going to be a rotation player in the league. Right. I do think there's a chance, and this is just the reality of being a late first round pick. Like there's a chance that it just doesn't happen. Totally. You know? And and that that's that's part of this story here for for Wendell Moore is this this might not work, and if it doesn't work, it's because he's a little undersized and a little under athletic. But I could be totally wrong about that too. I. I feel like it's going to work. I don't know why. I, 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 I think I come back to the fact that he, at Duke, I mean, he's a three-year player. He's like five-star recruit coming out of high school. Like when he got to Duke, people assumed he was going to be a one-and-done guy. Wasn't came back. Had, didn't have a great sophomore year. 
came back and had an awesome junior year. I think offensively, part of the reason why I really and I, when I say really like him, I mean like not as like he's going to be the guy. You really like, like him as a role player. You believe in his upside as a role player. He he filled every p- possible role you could fill at Duke. He he was a spot up shooter at times. Mm-hmm. He was their point guard at times. Jeremy Roach, who ended up finishing the year really well at Duke, struggled for. I don't know, half the year, they literally were like, all right, Wendell Moore, you're going to be the point guard. Uh, and then he was kind of their secondary playmaker when Jeremy Roach started playing better. Um, so he did all three of those things, primary ball handler, secondary ball handler, spot up shooter. He played with Paulo. He played with Mark Williams. He played with Trevor Keels. He played with AJ he played Griffin. With eight dudes who got drafted. Yeah. In his three years, eight guys who were his Duke teammates who are now who got trapped in the NBA. And I think watching the, especially this past year, he made all those guys way better. Mm-hmm. He, he moved the ball. Well, he made Mark. I mean, he made Mark Williams life incredibly easy. Right. Um, and so I just think you're going to throw him out there with guys who are better than he is. And he's going to understand like, Hey, look, he's got, right. but he's going to just, that's co- what they drafted him for. He's going to compliment him. him. And I think like one of the underrated things about him, which again, is probably a nerdy, like he just, he moves the ball right. incredibly well. Um, and his, I mean, he went from 21% from three to 31% to 41% in three years. So, so can you, can you, cause I just did clips only from this year. Can you walk me and the listeners through what the first two years were like at Duke? I mean, I, I do think part of it is a confidence thing, right? You're there as a freshman, you're playing with a bunch of other five-star recruits. Um, that was like the Trey team. Trey Jones was on that. It was Trey's sophomore year. So it was mm-hmm. after Zion and Cam Reddish and that crew. Yeah. It was Trey's sophomore year. I had to pull up the roster. They weren't as good, but Matthew Hurt, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Um, I don't know if you have the list in front of you. I, I wrote it down somewhere who the eight players are. Jalen Johnson he played with as a sophomore. Yes. Um, who got was a first round pick. Um oh yeah. Or no, no. This is a different list. This this my my notes are too many stupid Tim rules related notes, but, but he did play with a handful of, you know, high, like electric players at Duke. And, and I think I, I know that was part of the reason why the wolves decided to take him because they feel like they got the electricity is taken care of in this team, right? You got, you got cat, you got ant, you got Delo. like what they need is a ball mover. They need a guy who can, you know, who can just, fill a role on a wing and maybe over the course of three, four, five years grow into being something more than your a basic role player. But that I think that's where it starts with him. It was like Vernon Carey and those guys. That's what that's yes, the one guy. Carey, yes. So I mean, yeah, I think again, I think he's kind of gone through he's filled every role at some point at Duke, you know, playing with all those guys. And I think that's the I think that's exactly who he'll be in the NBA. Yeah. And there, there's, there's no reason to be un, again underwhelmed by by drafting a role player in in the late first round. And it's the same thing we talked about with with Walker Kessler. Like, it's a new experience, right? If you're a Wolves fan, of normally they're drafting the top half of the you know or the top ten of the the first round, and you're looking for you're looking for a guy to be a difference maker, right? Uh, somebody who who can be a foundational piece. When you're drafting at 22 and 26, that's not what you're looking for. Maybe you're taking an upside swing, Jaden McDaniels, a couple of years ago. But for the most part, the odds on money is on drafting a role player, you know? And right. and I have I have I have no problem with that being the philosophy of the Wolves with Kessler 
because it checks some boxes. And then with more too, like they need him or the, they not him. They need somebody outside of Pat Bev to be able to guard the ball consistently. I mean, that when the Wolves had their terrible dips defensively over the course of the season, they just stopped getting into the ball. They stopped controlling the direction of where the opposing guard would go. Wendell Moore, I mean, I don't know if he'll be in the rotation right away at the beginning of the year, but I feel confident when you're just giving him that first chum, right, of an opportunity, say, hey, guard the ball. You know, guard the ball, stay attached to the extent you can to the guys. Hit. He was, and again, who knows what, if this will translate in the NBA. He was by far Duke's best point of attack defender last year. Uh, I mean, Duke wasn't great defensively last year, but Wendell Moore made them even, like, respectable defensively. I finally found the list. All right, these are the eight guys who he played with at Duke. Paolo Bancaro, Mark Williams, Trevor Keels, A.J. Griffin, Jalen Johnson, Vernon Carey, Trey Jones, Cassius Stanley. Cassius Stanley, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, eight guys who's drafted. He was a role player to some extent on oh, – not to some extent. He was a role player kind of on all three of those teams. Probably this team was the one where he had – his junior year was where he, he was the most of a primary feature right. in their offense. Right. Um. Yeah, and I think he like again. I I go back to the the flexibility that you can have with him, both offensively and defensively. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I really like the pick. I I, I yeah. No, I, I I'm, I'm with that too. Let's let's take a break and then we talked about what we think he will be able to do. Let's get into some of the the maybes and what he might not be able to do after the break with Will. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we are back with Will DeBerg. We are discussing Wendell Moore Jr. Um, we both had the chance here in the week since the Wolves drafted him to really dig into a lot of his film uh, from Duke. And we're trying to guess uh, what we think Wendell is going to be able for sure to do in the NBA, what we think he'll probably never do, and what he might be able to do. Do you have a never will be able to do with Wendell Moore? I don't think he'll ever be like one of your main one or two guy perimeter guys on yeah, offense. That's what I put down. Which score individually. Yeah. I just don't he's never that. gonna break your guy, you know, average twenty a game, which again, you're drafting the guy twenty six mm -hmm. overall. I don't think that's a hot take either. Right. Right. I mean, I guess it's I, I think what you're hoping you're not hoping for him to be able to just like top the key like I said, even like Jalen Noel style, who's like the bench guy for that on the Wolves right now. Like 
what you would like him to get to is be like a second side um, late in the shot clock. He can go create his own shot against a shifted defense. But in terms of just isolation, scoring one-on-one, it would be a mistake. Just like we talked about with Walker Kessler, it'd be a mistake to post up Walker Kessler. It'd be a mistake to just give Wendell Moore the ball and say, okay, go ahead, go isolate on Reggie Jackson or whatever. You know, that's, right. that's, 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 that's probably never going to be his game. The mites I have with him are um, shoot threes at a good clip in the league. Um, like it was what you said, it was 21% as a freshman, 31 as a sophomore, 41 as a junior. All in the same volume. Too. He's shooting about five or six a game all three of those years. So, I mean, do you find yourself a believer in Wendell's jump shot? Yeah. A believer in him being a solid NBA three-point shooter, yes. Mm-hmm. I do think he's going to struggle. Like He's not going to be one of those guys that can like pull up on you and hit like right. tough shots. But if you space the floor and you've got playmakers around him, like he's going to be able to knock down open shots. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I, I, I wouldn't say that I watched him and was like, that's a pure shooter. Um you know, that right. some guys are just like that's their main skill or one of their main. They didn't skills. run. They didn't run action for him to shoot threes. If that makes sense, a mm-hmm. lot of guys who are like yeah. shooters who shoot forty plus percent, they'll run a bunch of stuff for him to like come off screens. He got most of his by, and this is kind of how Duke ran their offenses: give Powell the ball, right. kind of just like get out of the, the way, track two, swing, 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 yeah. swing, three. And yeah. so, I mean, which that's, is that's which is what it'll the, look like in the correct. NBA, yeah, particularly. I mean. Duke runs a very, I mean, they've got NBA guys. They run a very NBA-like offense. Yeah. and For better or for worse. And really, like, Bancaro, that's a pretty good, like, cat comp. Like, a, a college, like, to have played alongside a skilled big in that sort of way who, I mean, he's not going to shoot it like Cat does, but I mean, so much of Cat's game has evolved into being, like, an off-the-bounce, like, attack-the-basket yeah. type of guy in ways very similar to Bancaro. So, I think like wh- when I was watching it and watching him on those possessions where he's surrounded by Carroll, I'm like, oh, I could see him fitting into that role around Cat. Right? Seamless for him because he's played alongside guys like that. I mean, Jalen Johnson, right? He had a weird year there. That was that was didn't really play, but kind of similar in archetype of the, yep. that that type of big too. So Cat is kind of a tricky player to play with for anyone. You kind of have to. It's just different, you think right? So? <laughs> well, it's just like as a as a five, you know, it's not how most offenses in the league right. work. You know, uh, it's not it, it's different than Paul George or Kawhi Leonard being your your primary offensive engine. You got to kind of be set up for it. You look like you're laughing over there about Cat. No, I'm not. <laughs> you said he was hard to play with. I just think he's. Yeah. I probably would agree with that. Yeah, well, I mean, like in terms of well, Carl's got his his words in that way, but it, it's a different. No, type that's of total, center to total. be able to to play with. There's not many players in the league who play like that. Totally. You know what I thought was watching the clips of Wendell Moore, and I don't know what this means. Couldn't you see him on Memphis? What they just keep <laughs> running dudes in that are like solid basketball, but like he just struck me as a guy that totally like, would thrive there. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and and honestly, that's kind of what the Wolves need to add, right? Just guys, right? Just 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 be able. Guys you can trust, guys who can defend, guys who can make open shots. That just exist. They orbit around John Moran. They don't mess up. Orbit around Ant. And I think that is, that's really what 
your guys who aren't like super volatile where mm -hmm. it's like Malik Beasley, like one game, he's going to make a bunch of shots and like be locked exactly. in next game. You're going to be like, who is this guy? Yes. And you just need guys who are just steady. They know their mm -hmm. role. And I, that's why I like the pick so much is because that's who he, that's who Wendell but, Moore is. The other thing I had down as a maybe is just his ability to, to keep up with NBA sized wings. I kind of mentioned that a little bit before earlier. And I, I'm, sort of thinking this through the lens of I think his path to playing on this roster as it's currently constructed is more so on like the big wing side like the three they just you know you got Ant that you know is going to play a ton on the wing D'Lo Beverly um who else I mean Jordan McLaughlin will be be in the mix there Jalen Beasley Jalen Noel Jalen Noel I mean there's just there's not a there's ton a there's of, a log jam for sure there's a log jam if you're limiting yourself to being a two and I know it's a little bit of semantics to go, what's the difference between a two and a three? But I think that one of the differences is being able to guard threes. And in the league, now you're guarding a Jason Tatum, you know, a six, eight guy there. And I guess what I would say, if he can do that, if he can guard six foot eight wings, you know, capably, obviously they're going to still get theirs. But if he can do that, that's his path to minutes I think this year as yeah. as a rookie because it just gets it just gets thinner at the three when you know basically all they have you know is Jade McDaniels right like there's just there's more there's more room there to kind of have the Tory and Prince role which I Prince is back but I think I think more serves a lot more value this year if he can guard NBA threes do you think he'll be able to do that I think I'm the size is a concern for sure. If he was six four with a six eight wingspan, yeah, I'd be more nervous. Mm -hmm. But I do think that the two twenty or two eight, whatever he weighs, with a seven foot wingspan, yeah, that gives me more optimism and more hope that he will be able to. Yeah, and I, mean, I think, dude, I think it, I think men, like mentally, I do think he's like competitive and wants to play defense and understands like, hey, if you're gonna make it in the league, like you're gonna have to do those things. And I think, I think mentally. And that's the part, like, guys like you and I, we have no idea. But, like, I think guys who are super competitive and, like, want to take on those challenges, those are the guys who are successful. Right. Um, and, again, I don't know. But if I were going to – like, if he is, which I ho hopefully he is, like, then, then yeah, I would think he's going to be able to guard threes. And, like, to be fair, and I'm the one, you know, having these size concerns and stuff, I mean, there's a lot of – six five guys out there in the league right now who are guarding power like power forwards consistently right i, I mean josh Kogi was on that list of you know of players who measured out similarly to wendell Moore, like six four seven foot wingspan yeah. like I, I mean i i was banging on the table of Kogi's whole time here to be like ha just have him guard force have him function as a force so i feel kind of stupid saying like oh, i don't know if wendell moore's gonna be able to guard the three but josh Kogi. You should right. be playing the power four. You know what I mean? So that's where I go back to two. I want to see him against NBA level competition and understand, have an idea of where like, okay, you are physically overmatched. What, where is the line where Wendell Moore becomes physically overmatched? I don't know what that is, but the higher he can go on there opens up a lot more room for him in, in the league because I mean, he's on the wolves. Like ants going to be the two. Right. For indefinitely, you know, so there's the three seems like it'll be the role for him or 
maybe Ant kind of takes on some more lead ball handling stuff and Moore's kind of the two and he playmakes a little bit. I mean, this is probably maybe two, three years down the line. But again, initially, I think he needs to guard bigger than uh, than than the smaller guys, just given the roster that he's on. Given the roster, but I actually, defensively, I totally agree. I actually think there's a world in which he could be like play backup point guard minutes. Mm-hmm. I really do. I do. They, they had him in a bunch of pick and rolls in college, and I think he he sees the floor really well. He, I mean, his assist numbers. I think he averaged I mean, four and a half assists. Is solid. I, I defensively, I agree. I think offensively, you could put him at one, two, or three. Really, you know, what stood out to me. Uh, and I actually, if if you listeners want to check this out, I I, I tweeted this this clip out, and or it's like eight or ten plays where it is it is Duke versus Gonzaga, and. And I thought that was really instructive because, you know, that's him running pick and roll with Chet Holmgren in the action, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that is an NBA level rim defender right away. And it wasn't perfect every time, like a couple of times, like Chet sort of like swallowed him up in those situations and he had to kick out. But what I loved about it is Wendell was not scared at all in that game. And, and he was, he was going at it. I mean, he's looking for Mark Williams on the roll for the, the lives and that sort of thing and, and and was finding him. But I that was really encouraging to me from the and I don't know, we call it backup point guard, we call it a two guard who playmakes sometimes, whatever it is. Like there is tons of evidence in Moore's college clips that he can play make alongside NBA caliber players, Ben Carroll, Williams, all those other guys we listed off. But also, he played for Duke. He, there's a ton of games and tape against real fours and fives that he wasn't scared against. And, you know, did he overpower them all the time? No. Um, but a lot of times he finished well through contact. Like, I, I thought that was the Gonzaga film really was affirming for me with more. Yeah. No, I think I think your point of, like, him playing at a school like, like Duke, like, he's not going to be afraid of anybody like he's gonna he's played with nba guys he's played with top picks that. like he's yeah. gu- he's guarded top picks like i just think he and he knows i mean he didn't leave right like if if his if his mentality was like i'm one of those guys he would have been gone after his freshman year yeah. and like tested the draft and probably been a second round pick and who knows but i think he understood like hey i'm not where i need to be yet come back to school for two more years i think that says a lot and i think he understood like so i think Again, and he's not even 21 yet. Again, you and I don't know him, but from the things we do know, it points to like this kid gets it. He knows what's gonna what it's gonna take for him to be successful. Right. Um, and that's why the Memphis example, like they're they've got a bunch of dudes like that who I feel like love their role, mm. know they're not Ja, know they're not de- right. like whoever all these other guys are. Like, and I don't know. I I just I'm optimistic that he's gonna kind of be in that role yeah and i and again like that's what they drafted him for yeah they didn't they didn't draft him to like this 95th percentile outcome for him where he ends up being in really dynamic offensive and defensive player like that i mean obviously they'd like to let that develop if they can but they're cool with just being like all right wendell here's two things get these two things done then let's add two more things, you know, and he does strike me as as the type of worker who will be like, yes, coach, and just do those two things. And then 
and not do anything else yeah. that he's not, you know, he's Correct. not told to do. Like that, that's the vibe I get. It's like, hey, play. make ants life easier, make mm. cats life easier. Yep. Do those two things and you're going to play. Yeah. I think it's going to be, again, I think Summer League will be really instructive in that sort of way. And then also just, I, I think playing in the league, like real games will help a lot. I just, the Wolves, I'm not saying the Wolves are a great team, but they are oddly like real deep. Yeah. With especially I mean, at his position. Mm-hmm. I mean, they probably got 12, 13 players on the team right now. We'd be like, oh, yeah, they're better than Wendell for sure. Yeah. yeah. And he he's like, if he doesn't play at Maybe all, not 12, 13, but you know what I mean? If he doesn't play at all his first year next year, if he doesn't play at all, if he's like back and forth from the G League, whatever. I'm not going to be like, oh, we were wrong. No. I'm like, okay, yeah. He's not going to like just when the time comes, when the roster kind of weeds itself out, like I think he'll be able to contribute. Well, and I think what we've learned with the Wolves in these last like three years is the value of doing that in the G League. I mean, that's what that's what Jordan McLaughlin did. That's what Nas Reed did. That's what Jared Vanderbilt did. Like they went down there. The, that The whole going to the G League thing, like, that is not a knock on guys anymore. It's it's getting reps playing against NBA size talent and in an NBA like offensive and defensive construct. Like I think I think that would be terrific to see more be able. To, I, my my assumption right now, and I don't know, I haven't like talked to anyone. My assumption is he will not be in the rotation day one. Again, we'll see what the roster looks like, but it's going to be a more. I think his inclusion in the team will be more gradual than Walker Kessler's. I think that's fair. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because I think in a vacuum, take out the roster, I think in a vacuum, Wendell Moore would be more ready to play yeah. than Kessler. I kind of agree with that too. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, take out the current roster. But I think like if we would have – and I'm pretty high on Walker Kessler, but if we would have had the time to go through and do a big board of like all – I think I would have had Wendell Moore on my board over Walker Kessler. I don't think there's any question where I would have. So, as did you agree with me? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it, but that is where, again, a late first-round pick, everyone says best player available, all that. I mean, players in this range are drafted for need, and players play based on what role is available, you know? And... And again, in three days, the Wolves roster could look very different. But as of right now, there is significantly more standing in the way of Wendell Moore being able to prove what he can, can't do, and maybe can do than Walker Kessler, who, I, who I'm assuming is going to get an opportunity totally, you know, pretty much right away. Totally. We miss anything on Wendell Moore? I don't think so. Anything else? Cap it? Stick out? Oh, yeah. Um so what I had for what he will be able to do is impact both sides of the ball, um, both as a switchable defender and a playmaker. I also wrote, I didn't say this before, I think he can play in a variety of schemes. Like, I think if you're just trying to play, like if you were just like, all of a sudden the Wolves are like, we switch five. Like Wendell Moore can, would I think would be able to comfortably do that. So it'll, I mean, and similarly, if, what, if, they're, if they're playing drop or whatever it might be, I... I I don't think there's going to be like, oh, this is the only way you can play defensively with with the Wendell Moore. So that's you know that's actually I guess three things I do bank on for him there. Uh, what I said I don't think he'll be able to do is score individually um, in in isolation. I just don't think that's his game. 
And then what he might be able to do is shoot threes at a good clip in the NBA. And it's funny. We had that down for Kessler too, who shot 20% and Wendell Moore shot 40%. But you got it. You got to see it in the league. You got to see it in the league to, to believe it or, or not to believe it. I, I think. And then the other one, other one I had down was keep up with NBA sized wings defensively. You know, that's a, that's a question mark for me too. Did I miss any of yours on there? Or we no. kind of overlapped and all that. We over, yeah, we overlapped. I'm, I'm a believer in, in his three. Like I, I mean, yeah, you, you've watched it. You've watched it more than I did. I just wasn't, I was, it wasn't pure or whatever that might be. It was, was, was my perception on it, but I'm just watching clips. I'm not, I'm not watching a ton of full games. Yeah. These guys. I mean, he shot 80% all three years from the free throw line or higher. That's a good point. 50% from two this year, 41% from three. Like, that just strikes me as a guy that's going to make shots. It's funny. I. It's weird that you are more optimistic about Kessler, Kessler's three-point shot. Than I, well, it's like in the context relative, of being sure. a five. Like, literally, Kessler's going to be taking, like, wide open. wide open above the break threes. Whereas, like, I think Wendell Moore, you know, it's going to be... You're going to have a faster guy closing out to you. It's going to be that's a, a, a quicker shot. That, if, if those guys... In a three-point shooting contest right now, I'm not picking Walker Kessler. Picking Wendell Moore to, to be clear, it's just a, it's just a little bit different of a position. I think we're gonna like, like I've said like eight times already. We're gonna learn a lot about Wendell Moore here in summer league and and in training camp. Just about what does he look like? He's played alongside NBA caliber talent. What does he look like when he's consistently playing again, playing against those those type of players and. I, I wouldn't bet against it. I'm 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 by no means low on Wendell Moore. I just like it's kind of my grade is like TBD on, on that's him fair. And and we'll see. Well, well, I appreciate you doing not only this one but also the the Walker Kessler episode. Um, I'll probably bug you again sometime to come back. We I haven't had the chance to really watch much of Josh Minot. I don't know with Fourth of July. I don't think we're going to be able to have the time to to sit down to do that. But uh, always fun having you come on and talk about these prospects anytime all right he's will deberg uh follow him on twitter uh what is it at w deberg 14 it's been a while since you there you go but i still got it i still got it um follow will and thank will for coming on to 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 do this for me it's very very helpful for me um again you can go back into the log we've had i think like five episodes this week uh since the draft we had the if you haven't listened to walker kessler film review that's in there uh, some reactions from the intro press conferences, some some commentary on the Torian Prince signing, this Jalen Noel, I guess, all of a sudden being a core player of the team. So lots of wolf stuff uh, this past week, and I think we'll have a lot more um, here in the first week of July. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Will, for coming on. Um, until probably next week, I'm Dane. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stop, yeah Green it all so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah Hope you dancing like nobody else around, yeah